Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a teacher and traveler with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. Last episode of season three. Whoop, whoop. Our real, like, this is our, like, complete season. So we talked about this before, right. but our first one was a half season. Right. Second season was like and everything blew up. And basically a half season. <laughs> and yeah. then we actually finished this one. Right. It was still like a little short because I think we normally aim for 20 episodes and this will be 17 because yeah. we started a little late in the fall. Yeah. But still. Definitely our longest. 17 is a good number. Yeah. Feels right. Yeah, that makes me think of that Zac Efron movie. <laughs> yeah, 17 again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. Today is a frozen pizza face-off. I'm excited. Me too. Um, we have some great selections. They're a little bougier than our first version, mm-hmm. which you should go listen to if you haven't heard that yet. That was season one. Yeah. Because we did that in your apartment. In old apartment, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that was like an original self-rising sort of DiGiorno. Yeah, pretty much classic. Generic name brands, but really mm-hmm. good options. Yeah. This is a little bougier, so more on yeah. that later, Whole right? Foods edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whole Foods. So you know it's expensive. <laughs> whole Foods, more like whole paycheck, am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we mentioned last episode we would have liked to do Feast of St. Pizza, but with like COVID still being a thing... You know, with restrictions, like, it's already a a logistical nightmare to plan Feast of St. Pizza in the first place. Yeah. Um, And let's be real, nobody wants to do a Zoom one again. We did that last year. That was chaotic energy in its, it was like, complete form. Yeah. And (laughs) everyone is Zoomed out. We don't need to do that this year. Yeah, and the restrictions have recently just lifted, really. I mean, so... To plan something like this takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And our yeah. summer, like we're at the point now where you and I don't even really have a weekend that would work. I literally do not have a free yeah. weekend. I know. Which is crazy. Right. More on that later. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's the first year we've skipped Feast of St. Pizza technically yeah. since we started. But that just means we can come back strong next year. Maybe do New Haven. Yeah, we're gonna. I, f- I have a feeling next year it's gonna. We're gonna go in. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm fine to do a frozen pizza face off again. I mean, listen, we've all been stuck in the kitchen this past year, so mm-hmm. <laughs> shall we salty sweet? Yes. What do you got? Okay, I got to start with my salty, which is something that my friend Kayla Capone posted on social media, and um, I it like set a trigger off in my brain. It set. <laughs> me on fire okay okay so she posted basically saying that she really hates being called kid or girl by specifically older men in her industry yes (laughs) and i will say that to me i was like oh my god i never realized how often i am called that Uh in my professional space yeah and it is so annoying to me Mm -hmm. i am 30 years old Mm mm-hmm I know I'm wearing pigtails right now, (laughs) but I'm 30 years old. I am seven years a professional teacher, almost eight years a professional teacher in my specific domain. Yeah. I am highly qualified. I am in graduate school. Mm -hmm. Do not call me kid. Yeah. Now, thankfully, at my new uh, working place, I have never been called that. 
Okay, that's so good. that's great. Kid but, is like really weird, and I know it's supposed to be like cute. Yeah, like I feel like it's almost said sometimes to be like, like, okay. oh, you, you're you're just a kid. Like I'm yeah. so I'm so old, you know? Right? Yeah. Ha ha. Mm. But it's really not cute, and yeah. don't call me a kid. I'm a right. professional, and I I don't know yeah. Kayla's specific situation that led up to this, but obviously. It's something that she was really, like, annoyed by. And I'm sure many women uh-huh. um, or young men feel this way, too, in the workplace. Like, I feel like the millennial generation is sometimes still treated as we're preteens that can't handle responsibility, even mm-hmm. though we're the ones who can change a Word doc to a PDF, Susan. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I say that passive-aggressively, so... Whatever. Take that with a grain of salt. Well, the thing that really gets me is when people refer to women, especially our age, as girls. Oh, and that's exactly another thing she touched on. Kid and girls. If it's a group of young women, suddenly we're girls. Yeah. When like, well, I think of it a lot and I have over the last year or so really been working on my own language. Like, Oh, yeah. Saying, like, especially if it's People someone like who, my age or right. even a little younger than me, rather than saying, oh, yeah, this girl I met, I'll say this woman I met. Right. Because I've noticed it a lot, especially when people I work with or just people in general, like specifically men who are older, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I used to work with this girl, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, did you work with a girl or did you work with a woman? Because if you worked with a guy, would you say, yeah, I was working with this boy. And meanwhile, that boy is like 37. No one uses boy that way. Right. And it's like, you know, we use girl all the time as like an affectionate thing to our friends or like in that kind of way. And honestly, if we're friendly and we're in a not professional situation, yeah, Yeah. call me girl. I don't care. Right. But, or call me kid. I don't care. But like in a workplace environment, it's just icky. Please, please do not refer to your adult colleague as girl. Yeah. Or kid. Yeah. It drives me insane. Yeah. It's 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 incredibly frustrating. So that's my salty. Yeah. It just set off a trigger in my brain. So. So my salty is basically that the COVID life is over. <laughs> Listen. It's something my mom and I have talked about a lot. And like, obviously, I'm so glad COVID life is starting to retreat. Of course. And things are starting to go back to normal. Things are opening up. I'm making more plans with friends and plans to go places. But I'm also already starting to feel that creeping sense of like, I don't have any time to do all the things I need to do. All my weekends are booked up or... If I'm taking like a long weekend, then like my work week is shorter, but that means like I need to be like packed for for something before like my next work day, like at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I'm going to get home. And then as soon as I get home, I have to prep for the next work day, which is the next day and like all that kind of thing. And if you do that too long, it's just like. Ah, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I do have my family beach vacation coming up in a couple weeks, which just feels so crazy that it's already here. So that's going to be very relaxing and stuff. But still, like that technically takes up two weekends. Yep. You know, so that has its own stress associated with it. I don't know about you, but I really liked the excuse of just being like, oh, I, I don't have to make plans because yeah. it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, we really shouldn't be doing that because it's COVID. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. more apt to say no. Yeah, I think we all need to um, take this experience as a way to give ourselves permission to just say no thank you when we're asked to do something. Or just, I think there's a legitimate reason in saying like, you know what, 
this is, I, I just need some time down. It's been yeah. like really crazy. And everyone yeah. has a certain amount of socialization that they can handle. Yeah. So like, obviously first things you're really excited about, you're going to say yeah. yes, but right. I don't feel like we should <laughs> feel guilt trip to doing mm-hmm. things unless we really want to do them. And I think COVID yeah. was a great opt out for yeah. a lot of us. And thankfully I think our friend group is really good at like, when someone's like, hey, I've had a really crazy week. Like, I just oh, need yeah. to stay in tonight. We're like, we We're get like, it. We're like, gotcha. <laughs> Honestly, we, get we should do the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it's like, hey, do you want to bail tonight? Like, let's forget it. Like, yeah. you know, like It was cute, but we're not right. going to do that. And I, maybe part of the problem is like, you know, maybe a month or so ago, like looking ahead, some plans were made. And it's like, yeah, this is so exciting. Let's yeah. do stuff. But now you've made all those plans. And now I'm like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now it's like Friday night and I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole weekend is yeah. Fucked. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? I can't just like clean my house and go to bed on time and like meal prep and take some know. time to watch TV. Right. Yeah. Like work out. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I think that's, you're not alone in that feeling. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be too busy again. That is true. You know? Yeah. Okay, my sweet is related to pizza. Okay. Is that Book It is back. Wait, so it did go away? Book It, okay. So I found this, I found like all these articles about it. So apparently Pizza Hut is launching a new version of the reading program um, along with like this nostalgia, like themed old school Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the, remember the decor of yeah. an old Pizza Hut? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're like bringing all that back. Um, it's launching Camp Book It to do, like, online uh, programs for parents. Okay. So, here's the deal. What I've learned is that Book It has come back for ages K to 6. K, <laughs> K through 6th grade, I should say. Okay. Which is great. hmm Where's the adult version? Right. I mean, right. it makes me so happy to know that young children... I mean, teachers have to enroll. Uh-huh. And I feel like a lot of, like, elementary schools will probably just do it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I love that little Susie is going to have mm-hmm. her little personal pan pizza <laughs> for reading her 10 books or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, the camp book it is a thing for adults run parents, I should say, oh. June through August to like help their kids read. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's no like childless version <laughs> for us. For us. It makes me think so. of that tweet that was circulating where it was like, hear me out, Scholastic Book Fair. For adults at At a a bar. bar. Yes. Okay. So listen, if someone wants to make a lot of money, do that and then also add a reading incentive and have like a pizza thing. Yeah. That would be sick. But it makes me just so happy that, you know, it's back. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever have the same impact that it did for us 90s kids, Mm -hmm. but I was like, book it's back. That's so exciting. Man, I booketed so hard. Me too. That's what I'm saying. Why isn't there an adult book club? Like, where's Reese's with Reese Witherspoon's yeah. like pizza incentive? That's a good idea. Let's let's get her how on do the we, phone. How do we do that? I don't know. Because more adults, I feel like so many people who like reading are like, oh, I wish I read more. Right. So where's the, you need a little carrot, a little dangling carrot to incentivize people to read. That would be fun. Anyway, that's my sweet. That's back. That's cool. It's back. Um, my sweet is that basically I was able to look forward to the release of the Olivia Rodrigo album (laughs) all week. 
and it came out on Friday. And like, obviously I love the album. I'm very into it, but I was just thinking like, it's just so fun when you have an album that you're looking forward to. And actually there were like a handful of things that came out the same day that I was excited for music wise. So then I also like put a bunch of stuff I'm listening to right now in a summer 2021 playlist on my Apple music. And I even found this like really cute summary illustration that I love. That's like of a girl sitting in her backyard, excuse me, a woman sitting in her backyard (laughs) with her dog, reading a book, wearing overalls and like a hat is super cute. Um, And so I made that the artwork for my playlist and it just like, makes me happy. And I put it on. It's like my summer music. And I will say there is something really fun about the anticipation of an album. Yeah. Like you wake up Friday morning, you're like, yeah, I get to hear it. Because nowadays people just drop stuff. I know. And where's I love a little anticipation. Yeah. And like, I, you know, a lot of artists also, especially like indie artists will just drop singles. Yeah. Because it helps them. They don't have to record a whole album. They can just get their music out there. But there's just something like once you find an artist that you're really into and then they drop a whole album, you yeah. know, it was only like 11 songs. I'm like, I could have used a few more, but it was great. I liked it. So. Don't you feel like she's getting primed to be like, especially after Sour has been released. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like she's going to be primed to collaborate with Jack Antonoff like <gasps> literally tomorrow? I will die. Oh, my I God. I feel like they're priming I mean, that. Co- yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure. I hope. She's everywhere. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, I think she is super talented, and um, I'm excited that she's getting the recognition that she is. Yeah. And, like, it's not just, like, because she's a Disney star. Like, she's no, actually she's a great song from the merit of her music yeah. on its own. One so, thing, too, I, I really it. think that, I saw this on TikTok. I don't remember who created this, but they said one thing that they really like about Sour is that in breakup music, there's normally either I'm sobbing on the floor, like a mess. Everything's gone wrong. I miss you. I mm-hmm. miss your cologne. Like, bleh. and then, or it's either like, you're like, um, I'm moving on and I'm a bad But, like, there's nothing in between, and especially Uh the rage that you feel towards a breakup. And this Mm. album takes all that inner narrative that women do, but don't act on necessarily. Yeah, like, all the, like, mixed emotions of sadness, jealousy, anger, bitterness. Yeah. All of that messiness, like, before you've moved on. Yeah. I really like that sort of summarization of that whole album, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I do wish the album touched on, like, a little bit more variety of topics. Yeah. Um, But she also writes this when she was 17. Yeah. (laughs) So let's cut her a break. Yeah. You know. That's exciting. I do love her angry music. Yeah, Good For You is a bop. Oh, my God. Good For You is such a headbanger. As someone who, like, lived and died for Paramore Misery Business. Yes. It inspired me to listen to, like, the Paramore Essentials on Apple Music Oh, it's day. so good. Haley yeah. Williams is a goddess. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, we're going to cut to pizza time. Yeah. Frozen pizza face-off. Enjoy. Here we go. Okay. Frozen pizza face-off. All right. Pizza number one is in the oven. Well, first we should say these are all from our Whole Foods. Yes. So um, in Lancaster, we have a Whole Foods. It's fairly new. 
Has yeah. he been there that long? Like a year or two. And I am not a regular Whole Foods shopper, but I think you and I both have this thing where we go to Whole Foods and we stock up. Oh my gosh, yeah. So this is really research for us to just mm-hmm. know what yeah. do we grab pizza-wise. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm very excited about this one. Do you remember how much this was? It was $8, dollars seven ninety nine. So this is the Whole Foods Market wood-fired pizza Italian cheese board. Yes, describe it for the people. It says, wood-fired Neapolitan-style crust with a cream sauce topped with a blend of cheeses and cracked black pepper Mm. finished with a drizzle of fig and apricot sauce. I mean... Oh, so the sauce is it comes in this separate little packet that you put in warm water Let's to kind this. of thaw a little bit while the pizza's cooking. So we did that. Does it say what cheeses are on it? It just says um, a mix of three cheeses. Oh, here on the ingredients, it says cheese topping mix, low moisture, part skim, mozzarella cheese, Asiago, and Pecorino Romano. Mm, okay. And cheese sauce is made with... The, oh, so the sauce is made with Parmigiano-Reggiano uh, and other stuff. But okay. All right. Okay. Okay. This is going to be good. I mean, I love a sweet drizzle of some some on a pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like savory and sweet at the same time. Mm-hmm. So before we eat the pizza, what are your Whole Foods like have to Favorites. get when you go besides pizza okay well definitely jenny's ice cream um specifically the gooey butter cake flavor absolutely um thanks to you guys I, last time i got their sourdough and i also got their like walnut raisin sourdough loaf their bakery is just oh man and so what i do good. is i like brought it home i sliced it up and put it in my freezer and then i just take it out and toast it when the i'm best. gonna have it um what else Oh, one thing I got. Let me get out of my fridge because I really like it. Since I'm on that gut health train. Ooh, what is this? So this is a sauerkraut. Brand is called Hex Ferments, and it's called their Glow Kraut. This is very witchy. It is very witchy. This is like branded for witchy vibes. It is. It's uh, made with organic cabbage, turmeric, and black seed. Um, Hold on. It has cabbage, carrots, onions... Sea salt, ginger, garlic, turmeric, black seed, and black pepper. I, I think it's try. my jealous seeds. A sauerkraut move. But yeah, so it's this like um think of like a like a turmeric latte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they called? Um golden latte. Golden yeah. latte, but it's sauerkraut. And, that sounds um, I love turmeric and I love sauerkraut. So And it just has that good mm. like, kind of punchy. What flavor. do you put what do you just have with this? Uh, like a bowl. I've mixed it into like salads before, or I'll just kind of eat it on the side with something. Mm-hmm. But I like it because it's legit because it's refrigerated. Yeah, because that's how you know it still has all the probiotics and stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, it comes in this nice glass jar too that I'm probably gonna keep. In addition yeah. to your Jenny's, um, they also had Van. I can never say this brand of of ice cream, Van Leeuwen. Oh, I still need to try that one. Um, great. Uh, dairy-free. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Also, I would recommend... Sarah's going to get this pizza out of the oven. Does that look done? Looks- it called for 10 to 13 minutes, and I did it for 9, because I feel like my pizza... My own I would pizza. get it out. Yeah? Yeah. I think it looks done. It looks good. Okay. Let me move my I'm also here. not into, like, a burnt pizza. 
Yeah. Luke loves a little singe on the crust. No, thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, in addition to everything you said, I would also throw out there that everyone should try their pistachio shortbread cookies. Um, and following that, just found this. They're frozen pano chocolates. Oh, God. I need to try these. This is literally the a game changer for my Saturday mornings. I feel like that I want this to be a tradition where I make myself a cappuccino and I make myself one of these. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And oh. they're real legit. How many come in a box? Four in a box. Okay. And they go in the oven for, I think it was 17, 18 minutes. Are they like full size? They look small, but they, but they, pop, they up. pop up and they're real good. Ooh. Real good. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Throw them away. Cool. All right. All right. So I'm going to drizzle the sauce on this and okay. cut it up. Okay. Do we want to put the next one in the oven first? Yes. Okay. Our next pizza is, let me pull this up, American flatbread, tomato sauce, and three cheese. So we're going to pop that in, and we're going to taste this Whole Foods one. So be our... Okay. Pizza's here. All right. We've got the Whole Foods one. It's been drizzled with sauce. Looks amazing. Looks fantastic. Are you ready? Here mm-hmm. we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 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 Would get this again. Yeah. Off of one bite, I will tell you already. Yeah. Um. This pizza is small. Yeah, it's tiny. I could honestly probably eat this whole pizza by myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm feeling this, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, because it is just like cheese. Yeah, it's literally um, a cheese sauce, three cheeses, yeah, cracked black pepper. It really, it's really good. Though. It really is like a cheese board. Like the thing I love about mm-hmm. a cheese board, where you have the jam mm-hmm. and cheese on a cracker. I think the crust on this mm. is pretty dang good. Yeah, I honestly, I just really like this. Yeah, I really, good. I really like this. <laughs> Um, I'm not normally a, like a white sauce type of gal on a pizza, mm-hmm. but this to me is fantastic. Mm. So I tasted a little bit of the sauce by itself and I was like, oh, it's kind of savory. Mm-hmm. So looking at the ingredients for that, it has, uh, white wine vinegar, garlic puree, mm. onion, garlic. salt. And spices. It has ginger, cinnamon, coriander, and allspice. Dude, so, I just have to say that really adds a little something. Yeah, it that, that's a that's a necessary part of this pizza. If this didn't have the jam on it, I don't think mm-hmm. I would like it. Yeah, but this is like, or like I would like it, but I think I would get bored of it after one slice. Yeah, I don't know what it is about a white pizza. I'm just not mm-hmm. really don't love. Yeah, unless it has something special like, like that. Yeah, or it has, like, broccoli on it or something. Right, a veggie or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know in New Haven they do, like, what? Don't they do uh, clams or something on it? Oh, maybe. They do some kind of seafood on it. We might find no. out next year. This is really good. Okay. Like, out of I 10, need to go to Whole Foods Out right of now. 10, what would you give it? For a frozen pizza? 10. Yeah. I Even mean, 10. it's unusual, but, like, for being, like, an interesting pizza that's frozen. Yeah. Out of the box kind of a thing. Out of the box, both being frozen, but also out of the box, like not your typical yeah. frozen yeah. pizza. 
incredible. Good suggestion, though, to say it's tiny because, homies, if you're mm. getting one of these and thinking you and mm. your significant other are going to house one of these, um, you'll be done with it in two seconds. Oh, my God. So get at least two. <laughs> at least. Oh, my God. I like... That's really good. I really want it. And eating it warm like this. Also, I'm hungry. Dude, I'm having a moment. This is... We, we're starting strong. Mm-hmm. This is not your average frozen pizza. Mm-mm. Okay. All I, right. I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, this is... All right. 10 out of 10. That's all you need to know. Wow. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay, our second pie is American Flatbread's Classic Tomato Sauce and Three Cheese Pizza. Do you want to describe what we just had to do? <laughs> well, I went to put it in the oven and I realized I was supposed to thaw it first. Um, well, it says to thaw it like while um, your oven's preheating, but our oven was already preheated from the other pizza. I've never seen a frozen pizza thaw mm -hmm. out before. But it says you can also do it for 45 seconds in the microwave. So that's what I did. Okay. And also, it fit on my large dinner plate So by it's itself. a small little baby. It's another small frozen and pizza. And very thin. Yeah, very thin. Like, very thin. And then it only bakes for five to eight minutes. So I set the timer for four because it says not I can't to overbake believe. it. I cannot believe. Okay, so American Flatbread, <clears throat> I actually went to one of their actual restaurants in Vermont. So this is like mm. a Vermont-based restaurant. Um, and I remember it being really good. I don't remember what type of pizza I got, but mm -hmm. um, I just quickly Googled about their restaurant. And they're very focused on, like, food and community. Um, is the, this a chain, kind of like a California pizza kitchen? No. Like, they're only based in Vermont. There's only three, yeah, three... Mm. Three of these uh, restaurants, and they're all in Vermont, um, Burlington, Middlebury. That's the one I went to. And then Waits, Waitsfield, Vermont. Um, but they really do, like, the wood-fired, like, pizza oven is, like, the hearth of the restaurant, from what I remember. Okay, cool. Um, good vibes, for sure. And I guess they opened up um, the whole, you know, product mm -hmm. frozen situation. Um, but, yeah, they're very focused on, like sustainable farming um provide flavorful nutritious food yeah supporting uh local regional and sustainable agriculture uh forces of peace and understanding cultural economic and environmental needs of people worldwide and the ecological needs of the wild flora and fauna wow this is vermont in a okay. nutshell <laughs> so if jake and amy are listening we'll see if this frozen pizza lives up to the hype yeah so I got us a traditional pie. Um, they had a bunch mm. of other options, too. So I'm looking at the ingredients, and it includes uh, Vermont's Blythedale Farm Padano Cheese. See, that local which, um, stuff. Which apparently has whole milk from Jersey cows, and it has Parmesan. But it's got, like, fresh parsley and herbs, and um, the sauce has... Tomatoes, onions, carrots, celery, garlic, red wine, maple syrup, olive oil, salt, herbs, black pepper, and red pepper flakes. So, I mean, like, all these ingredients are... Love a local cheese. you would, like, cook within your kitchen. Yeah. That's cool. I hope it's good. <laughs> the crust 
Has 100% organically grown wheat and good mountain water. Classic Vermont, <laughs> am I right? I'm surprised there isn't maple syrup in this thing. Well, there is in the sauce. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, there you go. We're living up to the wow. cliche here. Now the the question is, is it actually going to be good? I I mean, I don't know how you can beat that Whole Foods pizza. <sighs> My God, I feel like it's it's got a lot to prove in comparison. So yeah. I mean, I'm trying to level a, level my you know level the playing field here. Right, and this is a totally different animal. Yeah, but man, we really set the bar bar the bar high. The bar is high, one. and the bell has rung. Okay, we're four minutes in. Let's see. Yeah, let's take a look. All right, American flatbread. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. That is a shift. Yeah. Not a bad shift. Okay. Mm. I hate to make this comparison. There is something about this dough that reminds me of Isaac's restaurant. You ever been to an Isaac's? I don't know. Okay. My family, (laughs) on certain days, my family would, like... Basically, go to the grocery store, and next to the grocery store was an Isaac's. And Isaac's is sort of known, I don't know if it's a national chain, but it's like a sandwich restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they had flamingos and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird place. Um, they're still around. But I used to get their kids' um, pita pizza. <laughs> okay. And this is exactly what I remember really? that tasting like. Hmm. And, like, even the sauce, like, the kind of sweetness of the sauce. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know what it is. For a frozen pizza, it's still really good. Yeah, I mean, it's much thinner. But I also, even though it's thin, I feel like the amount of sauce and cheese and stuff works with it. The bread has a good pull to it. Like, it's not, like, cardboard stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not dry. Hmm. I feel like I could use salt. Hmm. Does it seem like a little flat to you? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Hmm. I bet if you hit it with, like, some good fresh parm when it comes Ooh. out. Yeah. That would take it up a notch. That's a Joe Badia move. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have any at the moment. Okay. This, this is pretty good. Um, I kind of wish I would have gotten a different, like, flavor. Mm-hmm. Because I like the, I like the dough. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm wild about just, like, the tomato sauce and cheese. I know they had different um, toppings and stuff on it. Again, I could totally eat this whole pizza by myself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Other frozen pizzas I buy, like the stuffed crust one that we loved from last time, that can feed me for, like, three meals if I'm being responsible. Two if you're, like... Two if I'm going... You're going in. Yeah. Um, I would never eat that whole pizza by myself. No. Especially with the stuffed crust. This, I would absolutely eat the whole thing. House it. And probably the other one, too. If the other one is, if we're grading on a curve with the Whole Foods one we just had being a 10. Mm-hmm. I give this an 8. I would agree. An 8. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. Again, I kind of wish I chose a different flavor. But that said, I think this is your above average frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like... This does feel like a frozen pizza you could eat and not feel mm-hmm. disgusting, like salty, bloated the, afterwards. I feel like the calories on this thing are really low. 
check. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, serving size is half a pizza. <laughs> and it's only 300 calories. So eat the whole thing. Oh, 600. Dang. Okay. So if you kind of want to indulge, but... And there's 15 grams of protein in half this pizza. Dang. I mean, that's a bonus. That's cool. You could gorge right. a whole pizza and not have, like, 1,200 calories <laughs> down the gullet. Okay, so to compare to the Whole Foods one we had first, serving size is one-third of a pizza. Mm-hmm. So that's 360 per serving. The whole pizza is 1,100. So that pizza by itself is basically double. Yeah. This one. So. But if you eat this whole pizza by yourself, are you also just going to be hungry a little later? I don't know. That protein. Oh, yeah. Or have yeah, a side Yeah, I agree. Salad. It's, an, it's an eight. And I don't know what it is. It just reminds me of the Isaac's Pita Pizza for children. <laughs> Not in a bad way, though. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you've never been to an Isaac's. I don't think I have. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Two strong contenders so far. All right. Yeah. Okay, so before we put Roberta's in, I do want to spill some tea about Roberta's drama. Okay. So our last selection is Roberta's frozen uh, margarita pizza. And apparently there's some drama going on with... Roberta's restaurant founders, which so, is in Brooklyn. Yeah, so Roberta started in Bushwick um, when it used to be. It was not like the hipster central place that we know it as today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, the whole restaurant was started in 2007, um, and essentially, I mean, the long story short is that it grew um, and it became an international brand, including the frozen pizza stuff. Um, and the three guys who formed it, Chris. Paracini, Brandon Hoy, and Chef Carlo Mirarchi um, got older. They kind of got like well known. People know their name because their pizza is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so apparently, the chef Carlo Mirarchi, um, originally the leader of the whole enterprise, parted ways with the others. And the three have been fighting over millions of dollars in a legal showdown. Whoa. Um, Basically since, and they even had the police involved and a request for a restraining order. Oh my gosh. So here's the thing. I can't figure out why. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a New York Times article I'm reading, but um, apparently the three have declined to discuss the matter with the news media, but their discord underscores the same blunt reality that bedevils every indie rock band that makes it big, even for the scrappy from scratch operations that believe in a higher calling, money can be messy. Wow. So... But Roberta's is still... Roberta's is still there. Open and everything. Still open, but apparently the chef, original chef left, and they've been having some drama. Huh. I mean, Roberta's is sort of like a hipster Italian like mm-hmm. pizza I place. I ate there once. Oh, you did? It was really good. Yeah? It, it lived up. Well, I hope you like the frozen pizza. I thought it was really good. Okay. So well, I also have their cookbook. Um, and when I had a sourdough starter for a short period of time, I made their pizza dough recipe using sourdough starter. Mm. And it was amazing. Plus, it was like you basically mix it up the night before. I can't remember if you leave it out on the counter or put it in the fridge. But then it's like the next night you come home from work and Ta-da. it was like amazing. And they also have a version for doing it without a starter. You can just use, like, normal 
yeast and stuff. Nice. But I think that's the only thing I've made from the book. But it was good. I mean, that's probably the most important thing is yeah. making your pizza dough. So yeah. 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 So that was good. All right. Well, Roberta's is another one that's going to take like five minutes. Well, really four minutes. Right. <laughs> for yeah. Sarah's oven. So we're just going to pop that baby in. All right. Roberta's. Okay. So this one called for five and a half minutes at 450. And we checked it at four and then I gave it 45 more seconds. Yes. And this is a true margarita. It has like the cuts of uh the like big slices yeah, of mozzarella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. God, I love that cheese. I didn't, I didn't really get much on my first bite. You gotta get the cheese. for the second one. Ooh. See that cheese pull? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Hmm. This is thinner than I remember it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The thing that was interesting about this one is like it already had char marks on the crust and stuff, so it really yeah. looks like a pizza that was already made. And, you're and just then flash frozen it. and you're like yeah. reheating it. Yeah. Um Honestly I don't love this one. It's dry. Yeah, the crust is like I it's don't. it's okay. The crust is crunchy, but it's also kind of dry. Mm-hmm. Um and bland. Yeah. The cheese and the sauce are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I they, just got a bite with basil on it. That was really good. Yeah. You can tell they use like the good mozz, low moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I like the one we did before this better than this as like a plain pizza. I got to agree. I got to agree. I think this style, like because it was this style that's been basically fully cooked except the cheese um, and then being reheated. This crust is better when it's like purely fresh. I yeah, I I agree with you. Like I think I make a better margarita pizza than this. Yeah, with that uni. Hey, that was so good. Yeah. Um. Also, tell our listeners how much you paid for this one. Okay, this was eleven ninety nine on special. On special? Yeah, it's thirteen ninety nine. No. Yeah, not worth not it. worth it. Not worth it. Get the flatbread or. American flatbread, or honestly, get the Whole Foods. The Whole Foods Italian cheese board. Yeah. That's I, where it's at. Now I feel like I really trust Whole Foods, like, name brand, mm-hmm. you know? If they do that pizza really well, I bet they do other ones really well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even really want to finish this crust. That's what I mean. It's like... Nope. It's not... And honestly, the pizza itself doesn't have much going on. It's like barely moistened with sauce. And then there are just these big wheels of cheese. So you can't even get cheese on every bite. You know, like when you have a good margarita, it just comes down to like that nice little tear, like the the texture of having a really good dough, really punchy tomato sauce. And then like the cheese is like a whisper on top that just is delicious and creamy. Mm hmm. This is basically missing at least half of those components. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. dang, this was so much better when I had it before. That's strange. Maybe you had a really good one. Maybe. Or maybe this is like a subpar one. I don't know, but it's it, it's incredibly dry, and I do not mm-hmm. remember it being that dry. But you know what? Gilmore has been waiting patiently, hoping he, for a pizza crust, and this I is think the he crust. might get some from this one. Yeah, that's not always <laughs> a good thing, though. You know? Yeah. This is, like, listen to this crust. 
Yeah. That's a cracker. So based on today's other selections, what do you give this one out of 10? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no higher than a five. Yeah. It's not, it's not a DiGiorno's like cardboard crust situation. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fine. But it, with the price point, yeah. I expect better. Absolutely. I expect better. Maybe after that chef left, everyone just didn't know what to do with themselves. Maybe. I don't know. I do want to know the drama about that. That Whole Foods one takes a cake by far. Oh, by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Flatbread was good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What we give it? Eight out of ten? Mm-hmm. This, no. Bottom. Yeah. Do the American flatbread one with... um. Freshly grated parm. Yeah. Tasty. When it comes out. A little salty action. Um, yeah, sorry, Roberta's. Yeah. Have it in person womp if you womp. can. This was the one I was most looking forward to because I had it before. Well, how the tables have turned. How the turntables have turned. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, when you go to Whole Foods, you got to get this Italian cheese board. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And it's salty sweet. And it's salty sweet. We would still really like to know your favorite frozen pizza, mm-hmm. whole food or not. Yeah. You know? So send us send us your recommendations on Instagram or Ooh, I can emails. say I recently had the, Dij- I think it's DiGiorno, croissant crust. Oh, right. Meat lovers. Okay. I just have to say in general, I don't think I'm down. Well, we're going to try it. Okay. We're going to try it. Season four. <laughs> um, it's worth a shot. It's okay. worth a try. Okay. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to try, but like, I just don't think I'm going to like it. Yeah. I think you'll like it, but say this is not what I want when I want frozen pizza. Okay. All right. All right. Predictions. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. that's a, I mean, yeah. So guys, send us your pizza, frozen pizza recommendations for our next one. Yeah. Any brand you want. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Let's talk buns. (laughs) Sarah, why don't you give an intro like what we're talking about? Just because it's been it's been it's been a bit. All right. Well, so um, this is another bonus segment of Call Sarah's Parents, and this time (laughs) we're talking to my dad, Gary. Um, so this is a clarification from our food traditions episode where I was talking about how my dad has told me stories about these Sunday buns that his family used to eat for dinner on Sundays. And I had a lot of questions. <laughs> so I do too. So yeah, we, we have so many questions. So dad, you offered to come on and clarify for us. What what are these Sunday buns, and, and what's the story behind these? <laughs> well, it should be pretty clear to you by now that uh, the now this is the this is basically the Morrison side of the family. Uh, they were not into health food, <laughs> so it, everything was everything was built on the Sunday schedule, which was made to accommodate both Sunday school and church. Sunday morning church, and also youth group and Sunday evening church. Mm-hmm. 
And Busy day. You guys right. went in hard. <clears throat> and the, <laughs> that church stuff. And the church wasn't nearby. We had to drive about 20 minutes to get into southwest Philly to go to church. So anyway, um, I have no idea how this got started. This was already well established when I was born. And it ended up being just like, it was this wonderful, wonderful tradition. Um, we had Sunday dinner around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So lunch? No lunch. This was dinner. This was full-blown pot roast or roast beef, mashed potatoes, usually peas, which I hated, but every once in a while, green beans. <laughs> For anybody who hasn't had Yorkshire pudding, it doesn't have much flavor. It basically is a vehicle to carry gravy. It's mm-hmm. like a bis- it's like a biscuit that didn't rise. Um, <laughs> Did my your dad's- mom make all this every Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Man. And where where do the buns fit in this schedule? Well, the buns were like a delayed dessert. Okay. Wait, buns was, were-, were buns before or after second church? Oh, before second church was at like seven thirty in the evening. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was. I should begin by saying that first church, after we could pry your grandfather out of the church because he was involved in all kinds of things at the church and and everybody wanted to talk to him after the sermon, which always ran over. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> on the way home, we stopped at one of two bakeries. One was sure. right. One was right there in Southwest Philadelphia. It was uh, it was called Thomas's. It was on Thomas Avenue. Don't ask me how to find that place anymore. (laughs) Um, But what I remember about them was that their cream donuts were out of this world. Mm. Cream donuts. Yeah. Uh, And if we we didn't go there, we'd go to another another one in Lansdowne called Montbards. Montbards? Montbards, which was right (laughs) off of of, uh, Route 1 or Baltimore Pike. Mm -hmm. And... We would leave the bakeries with boxes and bags, bags of donuts, you know, jelly donuts, cream donuts, gla- glazed donuts, which uh, Montbards was famous for, and pastries. Wait, did you buy these earlier in the day? No, we bought them on the way home from church. Uh, from first church? From first church. Okay, but you ate them later before second church. Right. This was, this is what we were okay. went off to second church. We were totally jacked on sugar. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> coffee. They had to have coffee with all this. Of course, since I was a kid, I wasn't drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a, quite a sight because mom would, grandma would set out basically like a big platter in the middle of the dining room table, mm-hmm. and it would be piled with these treats. So donuts. they weren't really buns; they were donuts. No, most of them were pastries, which they, which, okay. they, which your grandparents referred to as buns. Okay, that was just their <laughs> general term for all so like, like sweet pastries. Pastry, pastry, pastry. I think was a little bit too highbrow for us. <laughs> so a Danish, a Danish is a bun. A cinnamon bun is a bun. A donut is a bun. It's all a bun. <laughs> it was all just simply known as buns. Buns. Okay, because in my head, in my head, I saw this as like you literally get like a mini loaf of bread, yeah, 
And that's what you eat. I was picturing like hot cross no, buns no, no, with no. the little X of icing on it. And the oh, raisins. God, no. God, no. It was much better than that. Okay. You know, Hopped up on sugar. I remember, I remember um, particular favorites of mine were the cherry and lemon pastries. And they mm. would be like this kind of glistening golden brown with... And they were about the size of a large cookie. They weren't, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't these little things you might see in the store now. They were like, a, some of them were as large as an outstretched hand. Uh, mm. Kind of thing you would find at a Pennsylvania Dutch bakery. You know, they make the mm-hmm. huge sticky buns. Yeah. Like yeah. Enough to feed a family of four with one bun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the and good they, stuff. And then they would be, they would be drizzled with this uh, just, Delicious vanilla white icing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Now, do you know, like, were these bakeries, like, German bakeries or Italian? Or or do you not know or remember? Best I could tell you is they were probably Catholic bakeries because everybody was Catholic <laughs> in our neighborhoods. Um, okay. No, they weren't, yep. they weren't, they weren't built any... They weren't Italian bakeries, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean Montbards. That's not an Italian name, right. and neither neither is Thomas's, right? You know, so and these Danishes, they sound more like maybe German or something. Well, I would I I would say they're probably akin to French pastries, okay? Because of the way they were they were kind of flaky and light, mm-hmm. you know. So sitting mm-hmm. down and eating four or five of these before you go off to church, yeah, sure. Did everyone eat? I four mean, or yeah, five or just young Gary. <laughs> No, no, I, I don't remember how many people have it. There would be, on average, maybe eight people around the table. Mm-hmm. And I really don't recall ever seeing leftovers. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, mean, gonna, I'm probably exaggerating to a certain degree, but there were... I mean, you got to get through second church somehow. Yeah, I mean, this, this button yeah. scenario would definitely be the highlight of my Sunday. I probably fall asleep. <laughs> Can't you imagine just like falling asleep in a pew, just being like sugar crash? Just oh, yeah. yeah, but I, I don't know if people knew that about sugar in those days. Mm-hmm. I feel like that <laughs> I feel was like, why am I so tired? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was nobody missed it. You know, if mm-hmm. if, if, we, if I was out playing somewhere, or whatever, um, you need to be back by five thirty because dad. It, Dad had to leave because he he would lead, um, he would lead one of the youth groups, and then he would he would lead the singing in the Sunday evening service. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so was this the same family influence that brought butter cake into your life? <laughs> I was wondering if you'd bring up butter cake. Yeah, yeah, I, and sadly, I the whole butter cake thing predates me. Um, but this is the, this is the thing that that I can tell you about about butter cake and Ward's Bakery, which I think you mentioned in the podcast before mm-hmm. in Ocean City, New Jersey. In Ocean City, New Jersey. I have no yeah. I, I have no idea when Ward started, but it 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 was it predates me, and I'm 65. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been around a long time. And Mom says she doesn't remember this, but but I do. That butter cake was one of those things that. We always got at some point when we were at the shore, mm-hmm. and it and it had to come from Ward's Bakery. In fact, 
you could not go to any other bakery in Ocean City as far as mom, mama was concerned. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it had to be Wards. Uh, that's the one thing about that's one thing about the Morrison side of the family is when it comes to brand loyalty, they were <laughs> the kings and queens. It didn't matter where it was or you know how insignificant the, the store might be if if they found some place that made one thing that they just says that was the best of the best it was <laughs> always that store no matter how far away it was you had to go there it's like uncle bill and whole foods right you know <laughs> yeah you know he's uh-huh. like you know he moves to lebanon and think oh my god there's a whole foods and it's only 40 minutes away right you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a wise store that's like three blocks yeah. away, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it was this thing. It was this unusual treat. I have no idea, you know, where it came from. You were talking about some of the origins of it, and it is. It's been a, it's been one of those um, flavors that has stuck with me for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you had described, you can't sit down and just carve out a slice of butter cake. Yeah. It, it has to be nibbled. Right. Just like, all day long. Though. Yeah, just cut a little <laughs> square out of it, you know, and then just pop it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I really got to try this stuff. Yeah. I, you really I think, do, Laura. I think people people either love it or they're like totally indifferent to it. Because um, it is, uh, it, it's gooey. Yeah. yeah, you kind of have. I mean, to, I like I like gooey. If you like cut a slice, you then have to like scoop it out. Well, that depends. Yeah, I get if, I get that. If it gets too hot, it gets runny. You don't want that. So that's why we mm-hmm. tend to keep it in the refrigerator. And mm-hmm. that's what I think it tastes better chilled mm-hmm. because it holds together better. But it actually tastes best when you get it out of the refrigerator, let it sit for like twenty minutes, let it yeah. let it cool down a little bit. And then, you know, sometimes you could actually smear it on something and still eat it. It still tastes good. <laughs> well, so, I feel like you've uh, continued that tradition because even though we're at, we always stay at the opposite end of the island, you and mom always drive down to Ward's to get that butter cake a couple well, we times did, a week when I, we're there. We, we tried a butter cake from Dots the one time. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the same. It was good, but it didn't taste the same. It was like a different yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, and I've even made, I think, two different recipes for butter cake and even a German one from a German cookbook, and it's never exactly like the Ward's one. Yeah. The, tradi- the, the tradition that I have not succeeded in carrying forward, except for myself, is the crumb bun tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are crumb buns? <laughs> I'm learning so many of your family traditions. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, at Malins, they have them. They make them, and, okay. and they're, they're really good. Yeah, it's don't you, you get one once. Yeah, I, a week it's my. It's usually my birthday treat on dinner. I buy one crumb bun, but okay. it's it's a coffee cake. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a standard coffee cake, except it has this really over the top crumble, you know, of mm-hmm. whatever that is, and powdered sugar on top of it. And, right. Uh, Can we talk about how coffee cake doesn't have coffee in it? <laughs> well, that's not the point. The coffee cake is, it, is meant to be eaten with coffee. 
I mean, yes, but let's give it a different name. Why is it called coffee cake? It's, it's made with it's, coffee. It's, it's coffee. It's cake to be served with coffee. This is the <laughs> coffee cake. Dad, the crumb buns remind me of the Tasty Cake Coffee Cake Juniors. Oh, I know those. Not even close. I mean, for, <laughs> for listeners out there, don't even go there. But um, it's the same kind of thing. But it's the same concept. It has a crumbled... You know, crunchy yeah. top, except that it's like the if it's if it's four inches high, the crumble is two and a half inches of that four. Yeah, <laughs> it's more crumble than cake. Mm-hmm. That's the best stuff anyway. So. It is. It's like it's, it's like, like the like muffin an top. You know, one, you right? just, yeah. Well, they you can buy them in sheets. You can buy them in like half dozen and dozens. Okay. Of course, we used to buy. Mom probably used to get like a half dozen of those. Then she'd get a half dozen of the cinnamon buns. <laughs> Again, the buns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this would be for Sunday afternoon. And then you got the pastries. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think uh, your grandfather always wanted at least one jelly donut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and the two bakeries they went to, interestingly, they each had a specialty. One was really good for crumb buns. I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. And the other one was really good for cinnamon buns. Okay. So it depended on which way we went. I, I don't. I, I, there may have been times we actually stopped at both. It was ridiculous. We church would be over at <laughs> at noonish, and we wouldn't be getting home till like one fifteen in the afternoon. Of course, the uh-huh. roast the roast has been cooking in the oven the whole time. Because mom would put that on and, you know, said so it would cook while we were at church. Yeah. And it was a common occurrence. And if, if, if the sermons went too long, all the people that lived within walking distance of the church, mm-hmm. all the women would get up and leave. Yeah. Because they had to go home to the, the meat that was cooking in their ovens. Mm-hmm. This is too much. This is a lot. Nobody yeah. has I've time learned, for this yeah. kind of Sunday anymore. I mean. No. Not me. Well, that's why we created our own Sunday tradition. Pizza. Pizza. Yep. Because, <laughs> you know. There you go. You know, mom wasn't making a pot roast and, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of mad that you didn't con- continue this Sunday bun tradition in our house. I think you need to have your own version of that. Go to some fresh donuts, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have, There's some buns there. I want to I also make. <laughs> bless you. I also, I also want to make you. one more. If I can just make one more statement about this, because I don't want people to get this vision that that your grandparents and all of your relatives were, for lack of a better term, large, heavy, large, <laughs> um, because they weren't. Yeah, it's kind of amazing after everything you, know, you just told us. Uh, well, my you know, Pop-Pop's father and my grandfather, he was he was big, but he wasn't big by today's standards. It's a different yeah, time. He, he was what we would have called stout in those days. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, nobody was really overweight or anything like that. And Yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of a miracle. Uh, yeah. But it was a fun time. I remember just sitting around the table. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of times Angie and Uncle Walt were there, and you know what Uncle Walt is like. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, so it sounds was, like some, some nice family bonding time. Yeah. And your uncle Bert. I learned. I learned a lot. And and your uncle Bert, who I don't know if you remember Uncle Bert or not, um, but 
he could play a mean barrel house style piano. And he'd sit uh-huh. down at that piano that's in our living room right now, and he'd be like uh-huh. all over that's the fun. place, leading up to the bun time. Okay. The preamble to the buns. Yeah. Dinner <laughs> and a show. So, man. To, you know, I, I highly recommend it. You take your, do your own twist on it. You know, hit fresh donuts up you know, Sunday afternoons. <laughs> put a pot of strong black coffee on and have at it. Yeah, today, it sounds today, great. Today, I might suggest great words of advice. Adding a little bit of Irish whiskey to one of the so some of the coffees <laughs> that might make it taste even better. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Well, we know your parents did not do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> not that I ever saw anyway. Yeah. Well, thanks for clearing this up for us. Yes, thank you for clarifying that they're not actually buns. <laughs> they're just pastries. Pastries that donuts. were called buns. Buns is just a word. That's that's the buns word. is a word. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank well, you. Uh, thank, thank you, Gary. Thank you for your interest in this important part of uh, history. Yep. These traditions <laughs> matter. History. They matter. Yeah, yes, they do. So. <laughs> All right. All well, right. Thanks, Dad. Love nice. you both. Thanks, go. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Love you so much. Gotta go. Gotta, gotta okay, go. bye. Bye-bye. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> little bonus action for you today. We're going to, since this is our last episode of the season, we're going to just quickly go over what our summer plans are. Yeah, because if you're new here, we take the summers off and then usually start back up in the fall. So yeah. our podcast kind of coincides with the school year yeah can't help it yeah (laughs) i think of years from august to late august to june yeah (laughs) um yeah so we're gonna talk about just kind of what we're both up to this summer yeah i mean you have more going on yeah i mean why don't you start more scheduled things yeah yeah um so to kick the summer off, we are going to go visit Luke's brother and sister-in-law in Vermont and then promptly return and fly to Kauai, <laughs> which is, okay, so I think a lot of people, I, I don't know how to address this really, but not that anyone really cares, but I've been I've been cooking my way through Italy, correct? So a lot of mm-hmm. people would think, oh, she's going to try to go to Italy this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. So no. <laughs> mostly due to my anxiety, yeah. um, I just felt early in the spring that um, we would have to travel within America. Um, and then the CDC, or sorry, um, sorry, the UN, oh my gosh, the EU <laughs> just <One of> those. <laughs> opened up for American tourists to come as of like a week ago. Oh, okay. And um, that's awesome. And I think if you want to go to Europe this summer, go. Um, make sure you obviously follow any sort of stipulations that are put in place wherever you're going mm-hmm. because it does change region to region, especially in Italy. So anyway, I, we decided we weren't going to even venture that idea. Um, more or less, I found really cheap tickets to Kauai. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke, just some back background, Luke, the summer before we actually met, he flew to Kauai, lived in a van, and thought he was never going to return to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Obviously, he came back. So it'll be really cool to have him sort of play guide for us to mm-hmm. be on a 
pretty chill, yeah. relaxed island. Are and you planning to camp? Yeah, so we're going to be camping, I would say, 80% of the time. Okay. We scattered in, like, every four or five days. We go to a hotel for a day. Okay, nice. Um, so that's kind of nice to, like, have a break. Yeah. Get a shower, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna roughen it so we can afford it, basically, because yeah. um, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hawaii is one of the most conservative. I say conservative meaning, like, more restrictive in terms of COVID stuff um, right now than any mm-hmm. other state. Yeah. Um, you have to do a safe travels program. So we have to get a COVID test. Even though we're vaccinated, we still have to get a COVID test 72 hours before we arrive. Okay. There's definitely a lot of restrictions in place still, but we we thought about it and we knew we we're going to be outside like 95% of the time for an uh, experience like this. So mm-hmm. why not be in a gorgeous place like Kauai when you got a free pretty not a free ticket but a really cheap ticket so but that's did did you guys book your return flights yet yeah we did oh you did yeah okay no we're never coming back (laughs) Mm -hmm. so anyway i think it's a little awkward because i cooked my way through italy and i'm not going to italy (laughs) but um one thing i did learn about cooking my way through italy is that i think it's going to restructure the entire the entire way i share stuff on my blog like i see myself for example, if we want to go to Japan, like spending mm. that year, maybe not as intensely as I did this year, but yeah, doing a couple of recipes and sharing it on my blog, mm-hmm. learning about regional cooking and yeah. getting that information, that research and being stoked to be in that destination when you're there. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's sort of what we have in store. Oh, and cool. I'll be going to Stone Harbor, Avalon area with... Mm. Um, Luke's extended family, and that's pretty much the end of my summer. Oh, and we're built, we're moving buildings in the middle school, so it's actually gonna be pretty. Oh my busy. gosh! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's it's gonna cool. be fun. What are your summer plans? Well, as of us recording this, um, at the end of this week is Memorial Day weekend. Yes, and I am going to Ohio to visit Robert and his family. Which I'm so excited for because I have not seen them in over a year. Yeah. Since, like, the week that Robert, like, basically had his realization and we realized we were separating and we together went to Ohio to just be with his family um, and basically be sad together with his family. (laughs) Um, This will be a very different vibe. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, thank God we did that when we did because it was only a couple weeks later that everything shut down. And then we were not able to go visit them. So, you know, all of us are vaccinated, like fully, like the two weeks out, the whole thing. Um, So I can actually go and like hug his parents, see his grandparents. um, And we'll get to like go out in Cleveland with him and like his siblings and their significant others. And yeah, I'm just really excited because I haven't hung out with them in so long. And it's a trip. Yeah, I'm going on a road trip by myself to Ohio. Me, I'm sure I'm going to be blasting Taylor Swift and whatever in the car. It's going to be um, so fun. But yeah, so that's going to be really nice. And then I have my family's beach trip in the middle of June. We go to Ocean City, New Jersey every summer. I think part of the reason why it feels so soon is because last summer we had to bump it from June to September because of COVID. Right. So I was just there in September. So it does feel like we were just there. Yeah, we were just there. Um, I have that. And I don't really have anything else planned except like I know at some point maybe in July I want to go visit my one best friend who lives by the beach in Margate 
in New Jersey. And then my other, um, best friend has a family house in Ocean City, New Jersey. So maybe do a weekend there with her at some point. So yeah, I'm like basically just like trying to get to the beach a lot, I guess. Yeah. Um, same. <laughs> yeah. So trying to just Try have be fun, outside. be outside, see my friends more than I did last summer. Just have a good time. Yeah. Hot girl summer, you know, love it. Just having fun. Sounds fun. But yeah, I really don't have that much planned. Like I, I feel like similar to like, my um new year's resolution where i was like i'm just gonna take care of myself i feel like that's kind of the summer where it's like it's summer let me have a good time try to have low expectations also make plans when you want to make plans yeah and yeah maybe take a road trip or something to somewhere i haven't been yeah yeah that's it but also for the struggle for me is always like because the summer is supposed to, you know, you think of it as being relaxing. Right. But it can feel the complete opposite because the summer is also when so many things happen. So I need to find that balance of having fun and enjoying myself, but also not overextending myself. So I just yeah. feel a balance. Like stressed yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, because especially with COVID, I've just gotten so like even more in a routine than I mean, I love routine in general, but just yeah, having so much time in my house and like doing the same thing every day, it's like to take me out of that sometimes can be hard for me. Yeah. You know, but it's going to be, like I said earlier, it's, it's going to be the things that you hopefully are really excited to do. Yeah. So you won't feel like an yeah. obligation to do anything. Right. It's, har- it's hard to yeah. say no to things because there are so many things that happen right. in the summer. You know, this wouldn't be such an issue if I didn't have to meal prep food for myself for the week every week. That's <laughs> yeah. Thing. Why like, doesn't workplaces cater? I mean, it would be so great if I could just get a healthy lunch that wasn't expensive without having to make it. Yeah, you know Feel that. Feel that. Yeah, it takes up so much time. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a really great summer. Chill girl, hot girl summer. Yep. Hmm. And you're going to be camping girl summer. Yeah, camp girl summer. You're better than me. I'm going to come back tan. <laughs> Are you though? No. <laughs> no. No. You better have a good hat. Yeah. I yeah, I really got to like get some summer essentials. Yeah. So, sunscreen. Yeah. Recommendations? Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, my recommendation, I just, I wrote it down. Um Okay, I feel like we've done a lot of like like underwear talk this season. We have. Um, so I have my last edition. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear okay, it. Okay. So um, the word bralette, mm-hmm. I mean, not in my wheelhouse. Does not apply to you. <laughs> Typically. Typically. Okay. However, um, I found one. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so um, as I mentioned in one of my previous recommendations, Aerie has been killing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, their swimwear is elite. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, the creme de la creme of mm-hmm. swimsuits. But for me, they're affordable and they work and they're flattering and I love them. So anyway, Aerie has this um, bralette called the Ribbed Seamless Tank. Okay. And as a larger chested woman, I never even attempt to try on bralettes uh-huh. because once you've done one, you know, it's just not for you. And <laughs> I don't know what sort of magic they're doing in this mm-hmm. ribbed situation, Yeah, but it looks like a long 
It's a um, long line? Yeah, long line tank that... Okay. It's not like... It's not like above your belly button, but it's like sort of in that sort of the thinnest part of where my waist is. It's like right underneath. Oh, so yeah. it really is more of a tank. It's it's a yeah, it's a tank. It's super cropped though. Like a very some people tank. I'm okay. sure could wear it as like a shirt. A shirt. Okay. Um, I will not be, but um, the feeling I get from not having an underwire. Okay. Is astounding yeah <laughs> so um i love it i've sort of been saving it because do you never like get a piece of clothing and it becomes really precious to you yeah uh-huh and you like don't want to wear it too much yeah that's how i'm treating this <laughs> seamless this like uh-huh. this ribbed bralette situation is it something you can wear to work um yeah i could definitely wear it to work it okay. has like little cup i'm sure some people would remove the like mm-hmm. lining but i would keep it um and then yeah, it's really comfy, yeah. and it's definitely something I could wear underneath, like, a shirt, and it wouldn't show. Yeah. Um, and it's not, like, it's not like a sports bra where, like, you would see, like, uh-huh. up at the racer neck situation. Yeah. So I really, really love it. If you're a larger-chested woman, um, go just give it a try. Okay. Um, the girl who helped me in the fitting room was a... Um, I don't know, a midsize uh, girl and we're, we had pretty similar like proportions and she was like, let me just tell you, you're going to size up in this. So I'm going to go grab this. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So she grabbed mm-hmm. me like a size up and mm-hmm. she was right. And yeah. now I'm sold. Honestly, I will say the sizing can be a little weird with them because at one point I had a sports bra from Aerie that I got in a large and I had to... I think I might've sold it on Poshmark or something, but I couldn't wear it. But my issue is more, um, no, the length of it because of like me being long waisted, anything that doesn't have adjustable straps. If it's kind of that like tank. Yeah. This is a tank. Yeah. This is not, it probably would not be comfortable on me just because I'm so long. So that's good. Yeah. Everyone deserves something like that. Game changing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my recommendation goes along with the um, Sarah's summer 2021 music playlist theme, which is this artist that I found on TikTok, which has become, (laughs) I mean, let us count the ways for how we love TikTok. But I have really been loving it for finding some more like indie artists that I really love. And then because of like the world of streaming and stuff. They have actual singles out and stuff that I can find on Apple music and add to my library. But anyway, I found this one on TikTok. Her name is Anna Vaus. The last name is V A U S. She's like a self-proclaimed, like basically child of um, Taylor Swift and Casey Musgraves, who are two of my absolute favorites. So sort of a country or twang to pop. Yeah. She's yeah. definitely in that like country pop spectrum kind of indie sound. Um, I think she sounds very much like Casey Musgraves' music. Is this a girl saying, I'm just a girl in the bar? Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah. Which I yeah. love that song, yeah. Girl in a Bar. Yeah, so yeah, she has Casey Musgrave vibes, like, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, like, um, yeah, I, especially when I was listening to her yesterday, I was like, whoa, this is so Casey-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm just really digging her. I think she kind of hinted on her TikTok or her Instagram that she's probably releasing like a whole album soonish. Oh, also another bonus: Casey Musgraves is releasing her divorce album like late oh, summer, early yeah. fall. I cannot wait. She described it as a three part tragedy. 
I can't wait. <laughs> like, ever since I've been going through my own divorce, I'm like, thank God Casey Musgraves is also getting divorced because yeah. she's going to deliver for me. I got my Sad Girl Summer anthem or um, soundtrack from Taylor Swift with Folklore and Evermore, and Casey's going to give me my divorce album. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's a tangent. But if you love Casey Musgraves and that sound, you'll definitely be into Annabelle. Yeah, I want to check out more of her music. I just know that one song. So yeah, yeah, cool. And she just released um an acoustic version of it too, which is nice. really good. Nice. Yeah. So well, y'all. It's been real. Season three. Thanks for sticking with us. That's a wrap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been quite the year. Yeah, we've made it through. I feel like this uh, this season will be like a time capsule of sorts. Yeah, we can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember like the presidential election and (laughs) COVID and vaccines. And yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It has been. So thanks for joining us once again. We love you guys. And if you're loving us, give us a a subscribe so you know when season four is coming back. Yeah. And leave us a review. Yeah, that'll be late summer, early fall. Yeah, you'll hear from us in late summer with updates on when season four will come back. Mm-hmm. As well as maybe some other fun things. Yeah. And yeah, remember, like, all through the summer, if you think of things you want to talk to us about, like, just send it our way. You can hit us up on Instagram. Yeah. DM us. At Passport Pizza Pod. You can email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com. You can leave us a voicemail. At 717-964-0215. And our show notes with links and details of the products, the musicians, everything, the recommendations from this episode can be found at our website at www.passportsandpizza.com. And if you want to follow both of us, especially over the summer as we're doing our own thing. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore. And Laura is at Roman Golightly. And that's R-O-A-M. Yeah. And last but not least, a big thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. And we'll uh, see you next... See you on the side of summer. (laughs) Yeah, not next year, but later this year. And we hope you all have a lovely summer as well. Stay safe. Have fun this summer. And And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, and love yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Great ending note, Sarah. (laughs) Love yourself. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yum. And then we're going to talk to my dad. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Summer send-off.